T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Argue about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. On this Tuesday morning, as we recap, well, we'll say a great season for the Giants. Anyway, you slice it, it was a terribly disappointing end to the season, but it was a great season for the Giants, even in defeat on Saturday night. And, you know, look, when you get to the point where they play as far as, you know, the, the second to last weekend or the third to last weekend, I guess, there's only three games to go, put it that way. And the Giants were one of the teams standing. In the divisional round weekend, it is a great accomplishment. The issue that you may have is it's hard to get back there. You heard Joe Shane and Brian Dable talk about that. It's hard to get back there. And just because they got there this year does not mean, oh, well, in year two, we're going to take the next steps and be even better next year. Oh, not so fast. Similar to the Mets. Similar to the Yankees, to where the Yankees after 2017, they have not gotten beyond that point. They've gotten to game six of the ALCS two years later in 2019. They've gotten back to the ALCS you know, last year but got swept. They had not made it past where they were in 2017. And the expectation was, well, 2017, this is a year with no expectation, first year of this rebuild, and we already make it to game seven of the ALCS. World Series is coming. Well, it's now 2023, and they still haven't made a World Series appearance, let alone win one. And the Mets, you know, last year won 101 games, and people are thinking this year, well, 101 last year, they're better this year. Another year under Buck, and, you know, Steve Cohen spending a ton of money. Well, it doesn't mean that they're going to win 105 games or 110 games. There might be a regression. Same with the Giants when you look ahead till next, you know, to next year. You hope the team is better but it doesn't mean the results may be better. Lewis is calling from Somerset, New Jersey. What's up, Lewis? Hey, what's going on, sir? How's everything? Good how, morning. How are you, Lewis? Good to hear from you. Good morning. P- pretty good, pretty good. Hey, man, I love to hear you and Fleece talk sports, man, because you guys really know your sports. That was an excellent point about the 2017. Every Giant that fan was that Marco, called... That was Marco, FYI. I mean, Fleece obviously knows his sports, too, but we have oh, Mar- Okay, Marco. Yeah, Mar- okay, that was Mar- Margo. Um, I That was a great point about... The 2017. All Giants fan that called and says that this reminded them of, that's disrespect to that 2017 because I mean 2017 because it was great. Um, 
The over under is going to be, I'm going to tell you honestly, it's going to be over 35. But that was me and Fleeg. And me and Fleeg were talking about that together. Yeah, and yeah, Fleeg said one, over. That, that one's your Fleeg. So I'm going to say over 35, but it's not going to get to 40. It's going to be around 37, 38. Okay, I'm going to go yeah. under 35. It's just, it's just going to be the market, man. Listen, the market. When you look at all these other quarterbacks, you got you got other teams that are going to be willing to pay them that. So the Giants might have to just pay them to stay. Um, last point that I was going to say, man. Like when I called you earlier in the week, last week, I told you it was going to go either way, right? So if it was a close game, obviously the Giants were going to be in it. It doesn't surprise me that it it, it, it turned out this way. I'm one of the Giants fans that was very hopeful. That you know we can we can we can fight with, with this team, but don't disrespect what the Eagles have done all season. Because for the first three quarters of the season, they were the best team in the NFL. So we can't disrespect of their accomplishment. And you know what? They just came out there and they only beat us one dimensional, which was just they just ran the ball down our throats. And Lewis, you you're right. You nailed it. I remember the call last week. I thought you were right on with that, where if it were a close game, you could see the Giants winning it, but you could also see them getting blown out. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good one, my man. It you, was, it's, always, it's always great talking to you. I always look forward every night calling you, man, just I, to talk to you. I appreciate it, Lewis. Thank you so much, man. I, I appreciate it very much, you not only listening, but obviously taking the time to call and talk some sports together. I love it. I live for it. But yeah, I remember, I mean, that's kind of how I felt, and I referenced the same conversation that I had with one of the producers over at SNY that I work with, Sean Gelman, who's a big Eagles fan, and he was saying the same thing leading up to the game that, you know, if it's a close game, he thinks he, he didn't think the Giants were going to cover the spread. He thought either the Giants were going to win outright, you know, close game, I think the Giants will win this game with all the pressure on Philadelphia, Giants having confidence being in the game, or it would be a blowout. And we got the or. It was a blowout. You know, and the way the game went early on, you knew the Giants were in trouble. They could not get. We saw it in Minnesota where the Vikings marched right down the field. By the way, can the defense make a stop? I mean, does it have to be every opening drive just goes right down the field? It'd be down 7 nothing. Well, where's Big Wink Martindale on those? What happened? You can't make a stop to start the game? Let the game play out. The one thing the Giants can't do is get down early. Now, in Minnesota, they came right back. Because anything other than an opening drive answer from the Giants for a touchdown in Minnesota, they would have lost that game too. But they came right down the field, scored that touchdown, and it was at that moment, because that's not something we've seen the Giants do often this year, it was at that moment I felt they were going to win the game. Well, with this game, it was similar. Eagles come right down the field. They score, opening drive touchdown. Giants have a chance to answer. They move the football a little bit. Obviously, couldn't do it enough. They get to the fourth and eight. They go for it, didn't get it, and that was essentially the game. 14 nothing. you knew they were toast. Jimmy's calling from Jersey City. Good morning, Jimmy. Big difference with that, Sal, was... Uh... Minnesota's defense isn't nowhere near Philadelphia's defense. Correct. Not even close. Hey, tell Marco I disagree with everything he had to say about those Yankees. Everything. They got much better. Where'd they get better in your mind, Jimmy? With the with the pitching, Peraza will be the starting shortstop. Hicks is not guaranteed to start left field. I kept telling you, I want Cabrera out there. Cabrera is a better left fielder at all the guys they have on the team. 
Well, but you heard Cashman yesterday. That, that's what we're talking about with Brian Cashman. Because yeah, he signed that guy, so he's got to say that. He's the one who blamed that blunder by signing that idiot. <laughs> No, you're going to get Hicks, Donaldson, LeMayhew, all your favorites this year. Back again. Uh, well, like I told you, I wasn't wrong. I keep telling you, and Keith, DJ's not the guy that people think he is, but I told Keith about the Giants school. It's going to be a blowout. He said, oh, Jimmy, you don't even want to call him saying that, but I can't agree. I told him 34 to 10. 34, the Giants shouldn't have been in the game, but they got there. But, Sal, did you misspeak before? You said uh, uh, that uh, Allen couldn't get, get them back to the uh, championship game. Or do you just mean he couldn't get them to the championship game? Uh, no, I said Allen couldn't get them back to the championship game. I know yeah, they were they, not in it last they year. They weren't, they, they weren't in it last year. Yeah, no, but they were in it before. But that's what I meant as, uh, as being in it before, not last year. And a question, if, I mean, I give me as right now, if Burrow beats him this time again, it'll be 4-0. He goes down as the best quarterback in that league, eight hands down. Well, I think he's the best quarterback anyway. I don't care if he wins this game or not. I think Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. I mean, I'm, I mean, a few a couple of years ago, I mean, I, I don't know if it was you, but I know it was Mike Francesa. Every media outlet guy would say Mahomes is the next greatest thing since Tom Brady. He's going to win at least five, six, seven. He might go for Brady's record. Like, how was last my tail off? But well, he probably, might, like, I mean, uh, well, I mean, look, it's hard to do, but it's not like the Chiefs have gone away. I mean, the Chiefs have a chance to get to and win another Super Bowl this year. But Sal, once you know, and I know, once Andy Reid leaves, that organization is going to turn into Tampa Bay. Just like these Arians, that's what's going to well, happen. Where's Andy Reid going? What do you get, the inside scoop? Well, I, I got, I, come on, Sal, I got a little information. I know oh, a few wait, people. Where's Andy Reid going? <laughs> yeah, all right. But, but uh, hey, listen. Andy Reid's going to Miami, I think. He wants to work with Tua. Nah, I don't want, yeah, I don't want, I don't want Andy Reid. I'm happy where we are. Listen, we were, we, 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 Tua missed five games. We didn't miss five games. They would easily win 12 games this year. But, hey, hey, listen. With uh, Boston sports and New York sports, right? Well, how come Boston's so much better than New York? If you look at their hockey team and their basketball team, you see that record compared to New York? Yeah, Boston sports have been dominating. I mean, in every which way. You talk about football, baseball, you look at the last decade or so, or even plus, Boston sports have been tremendous. Exactly. I mean, you got the the Nets and the Rangers uh, hanging close, but it's not, it's not that close. But, no, but anyways, no not, that clo- not that close at all. What are you kidding me? I mean, you're talking about championships with the Celtics and with the... Bruins, no, the Rangers in uh, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, for the records this year, but the Bruins oh, are what yeah, thirty six yeah. and five, and the right. Celtics are like thirty two and ten or twelve, whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, my man, let's talk to you. Tell tell Marco again. He's a little younger than me, but if the Yankees are not worse, and remember that's a team that won ninety nine games last year, Marco, with all the injuries they had, Marco, all the injuries, Marco, and that dry spell they went yeah, through. Yeah, but I like what Marco wins. said. It's hard. Marco's not here to defend himself. Thanks for the call, Jimmy. He's right about Aaron Judge. He's not going to have the same year that he had last year. I mean, that is almost impossible to do. So if you get Judge come back down to earth a little bit, I mean, you're hoping that Donaldson can pick it up, Hicks can pick it up, but those guys could be washed. I mean, the Yankees did not get better in their lineup. Maybe John Carl Stanton stays healthier and can produce. Maybe LeMayu. But again, these are question marks that the Yankees are going to have. I don't think it's definitive that the Yankees got better this offseason. They didn't get worse, which is a good thing. And I think they needed Rodon to get better in the rotation. I I think they're better in the rotation. I disagree with Marco there. They're better in the rotation. But outside of that, are they better anywhere else? Johnny's calling from Rockland County. What's up, Johnny? Oh, hi, Sal. Thank you for taking my call. What a nice show you have. Thank you. Well, thanks, Johnny. What's on your mind? 
Okay, but I want to talk about uh, current football right now, uh-huh. what's happening this weekend. The way I see it, and I want to hear your opinion on this, but I'm going to think outside the box real fast. I think the easiest pick of the week is by far the Chiefs are going to totally dominate the Bengals. Okay. It's, going to be a, it's going to be a disaster. I'll tell you why. All right. The Chiefs, uh, we know Mahomes is hurt, obviously, and that's, that's bad, but he will be. He's playing. I mean, they're going to shoot him over Cordotone. He's icing. He's going to ice that. Oh, he's playing. Yeah, they already said he's playing. He's playing. I mean, playing is simple. He's playing. Worst case scenario, you know, all right, Henny comes in, who's... He's not oh, he's not, no, I mean, if Mahomes gets hurt, that is worst case scenario. Other than that, I mean, if he gets hurt again, uh, then, you, then you're going to see Henny, and then all bets are off. I mean, you now, can't, yeah. But, th- th- I, I agree. Now, if if Mahomes is out, make believe he's out for the whole game. Why? Yeah, make believe he doesn't even play, which is important. No, I'm saying make believe. The Chiefs are dominating this game. The, game, the Chiefs are going to kill him. Okay, right? why? Gonna, now, the worst case scenario. Why, though? Why Why? Why do you think? You, you still didn't explain to me why you think the Chiefs are going to kill him. All right. It's a no-brainer. Here we go. The biggest flaw the Bengals have is their offensive line is a complete disaster. It's a disaster. It is? Okay. The left tackle, listen, the left right. tackle is a rookie kid who never played before in his life other than yesterday. Okay. The, the line and there's two other people on that unit who mm-hmm. are, they're, they're rotating that unit. They're out. Right. They're dead. The offensive line is garbage. All right. Well, how the did they look? Reason, how did they look Sunday? Very slow. <laughs> they, they got lucky, and I'll tell oh, they you got, They got lucky? No, they lucky. dominated. They dominated. I'm trying you, to, but start making some sense. Go ahead. I, I will explain it so perfect, brother. You ready? Mm-hmm. The biggest advantage in the world that the Bengals had was that it was slippery conditions. Okay, a quarterback has two great friends. Their first great friend is, a, is an amazing tight end. Their second best friend is if the defensive front four, which was the Bills' strength, because we know the Bills' D-backs were decimated with injuries, one after the other. So their great strength of the Bills was their front four. Because the snow and it was slippery, that's the greatest... Advantage well, why, why didn't why wasn't why wasn't Buffalo able to take advantage of that then? Did did Buffalo when they were on offense did they not play on a snowy field? Was I was I missing that? Of course they did. So why weren't but, they able to take advantage of it? They scored ten points. Buffalo mm-hmm. had a disadvantage, and the Bengals had a disadvantage. No, no, here, Johnny. Here's here's what happened. The Bengals ran over the Buffalo Bills. They steamrolled them, punched them in the mouth, kicked them in the teeth. They abused the Buffalo Bills. Now, whether or not that means that the Bengals are going to beat the Chiefs on Sunday, I have no idea. I haven't even thought about making a pick for this game yet. I don't know which way I'm going to go. All I'll tell you is this. There was one team to me that stood out this past divisional round weekend. That team was the Cincinnati Bengals. To go into Buffalo, regardless of how sloppy the Bills have been, to go into Buffalo as six-point underdogs in a snow game in their building 
against a team that everybody in the beginning of the year picked to win the Super Bowl, to go in there and manhandle them, like to a point where Buffalo couldn't get a stop, one, a stop, not one, couldn't stop them. Third down, second down, it didn't matter. All day, Burrow picked them apart. Joe Burrow is unfreaking believable, and the weapons he has are unbelievable. And the offensive line, to your point, was supposed to be a weakness. It was supposed to be a weakness last year. What was the criticism about the Bengals last year? Ah, their offensive line. Their offensive line's terrible. And they made it to the Super Bowl. Then last week, oh, the offensive line, it's banged up. And they destroy Buffalo. You would think that we, Joe Burrow was playing behind a Hall of Fame offensive line. Who was out there, Anthony Munoz? I mean, he was playing behind an off, a, a Hall of Fame line. Nobody could touch him. Snow or not. How come the Bills couldn't run the football? How come the Bills couldn't throw the football the way that Joe Burrow did? The Bengals defensive line were getting, uh, what, they have chains around their shoes? where they bring snowshoes? They had special cleats on or something that the Bills didn't have? They were playing in the same conditions. One quarterback was dominant. One offensive line was dominant. One running back was dominant. One set of wide receivers was dominant. The others were the Buffalo Bills. Now, again, I don't know what's going to happen this Sunday. You can make a case for the Chiefs. I can make a case for the Bengals. Maybe the Chiefs do go on there and have a great game and blow the Bengals out. But I wouldn't bet on that if I were you. I'm not betting against the Bengals, I'll tell you that. Not big, anyway. And I don't think you can bet on the Chiefs. I don't think they're as good. I think the Chiefs are good. I think Mahomes is great. Reed is great. I think Reed's a better coach. Chiefs are home. I'm just, Joe Burrow and the Bengals are too good. There's nothing they can't do. Plus, they have that confidence. And that chip on their shoulder. I don't want to overreact, and I know many people are, so I don't even want to say it, but my initial feeling watching that Bills dominance or watching the uh, Bengals' dominance over the Bills, was that this team's winning the Super Bowl. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
about it back on the fan. Add this to New Year's resolutions. Win money in 2023 with Superbook Sports. Superbook has over three decades of sports wagering experience in Las Vegas. So you get the best odds anywhere as we head into the football playoffs. Plus, check out their special odds boosts and promotions at Superbook.com. Make 2023 the year when you win money from Vegas. Download the Superbook Sports app now. And place your bets. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666. Chris is calling from Beacon. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. Good morning, Chris. I'm sure you enjoyed Saturday night. Oh, I hit it with a slap kick, side kick, <laughs> rabbit punch, rabbit punch into a pal driver. <laughs> That's what it was, Sal. It was uh, epic beat down that's not nice you're laughing at the giants fans no even when say we won about seriani when he was going trying to go for two at four touchdowns i'm screaming at the tv no mercy Get him! <laughs> Quit it! Oh. but yeah. sal we talked friday you who hurt you yeah. uh yes Burping. i do no my no. wife is looking no. at me like great what's going on here <laughs> hey oh we get we, we get to the friday let me see what tell you what my saturday mm. uh happened here I told you my wife hates sports. She doesn't care for it. So she in the new bedroom set, and she goes and books this thing for delivery on a Saturday. Oh, come on. And I'm like, what are we doing right well, now? Well, to be fair, when is she supposed to have it booked for delivery? Are you around during the weekend? Any, you could have picked any day. She ordered this last Sunday, and you could have picked it any day, and she picked it on a Saturday. Right, right, but I mean, aren't you guys around on Saturday? Is she working? I she, guess. Yeah. I guess since she was off and he wanted to be there, so right, it's right. What it is, yeah. but like, the worst day. But that wasn't the problem. The problem was that came early around twelve o'clock. But then we had our old bedroom set that she was selling, and this girl, um, you know, got out of work. This and that. She's supposed to come like at five o'clock. She's I won't be there to eight o'clock. Is that a problem? I'm like, this game starts at 8.15. Yeah, it what is a problem, as a matter right of fact. Right. <laughs> so I'm dealing with this furniture, watching the game, screaming, looking at it like, all right, it's good. It's destruction. This guy had to come back, back and forth, going back and forth to 10 o'clock now to get this old furniture. Yeah. You know, End a, of the that's day, it was a blowout. All right, but let's go back to what I was saying. So you remember the conversation? Do you, uh, do you miss being single? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> At some point. Oh, I'm lonely. So I was single. I was lonely. I'm like, I'm lonely now. Yeah. But you know, yeah. But when you have to think about other people, you have a kid, you have your, your wife. You guys instead of just think about yourself, which is good. Now you got to think about other lives. So right, kind of, you know, right. I'm still adjusting to that. Five, yeah, six years later, however many years it's been, it's it's, it's easier to you know when you're single and everything. But but then you're lonely, and then you're like, you're like, oh, I'm gonna do. Yeah, but is that but, such a bad thing? It's it's funny when you're lonely. When you're lonely, you want somebody. <laughs> oh, why can't I just find somebody to spend the rest of my life with? And then you find that person to spend the rest of your life with. And they're like, can you give me a freaking minute to myself, please? <laughs> so she wasn't thinking there was a football on a Saturday anyway. She's like, I thought it was just Sunday. Just yeah, well, that is on. true. I got to give her credit for that. At least she knows yeah. it's usually on a Sunday. Oh, she thinks every Sunday is Super Bowl. She goes, it's called it Super Bowl. I say, is it Super Bowl every Sunday? I said, no, it's one Sunday, okay? <laughs> I said, hey, hey Rihanna's uh, this week, this, uh, this time. She said, oh, that's good. She only, she only watches the, this happen. Oh, there's only three more games left. I told my wife, you're going to love this. There's three more yeah. games left. Two more days. That's it. She can't uh, wait. She despises football <laughs> season. So, yes. Now, what do we talk about? What did I say on Remember I said, I didn't talk to a lot of callers, but what did I say on Friday? Blowout. No, you said a blowout was coming. No, I didn't say that. I, I thought did. you did. I did say a blowout, but I said, all right, I'm going to be a non-giant 
fan, hater. I'm not going to be biased. Yeah, I'm going to draw the line down the middle. And I said, Eagles going to win by double digits. Right. And then I used the word destruction. Then I used crushing. And everything happened the way it happened. Because, you know, look, this fool's goal situation that happened last week, because obviously, you know, Vikings defense sucked. And this is a totally different game. And, you know, they were just going full throttle, just choking them out. But, look, one thing that you were right about that other Giant fans on the station and anywhere were saying that what Dable did on Week 18 was a good thing. And you said it wasn't. You said they should have played blowout or not on Week 18. At least if you got blowout then, they could have changed those mistakes for two weeks later. They didn't play them for the middle of the season last time when they got right. blown out. Play them. You know, that's a good point, Chris. Is, I did say that all week out. leading up to that game. Yeah. And what did I say it for? I said, in the event that you happen to see this team again, yeah. you want to know where you stack up. The Giants exactly. did not do that. And Wasn't there players on the team like Hodge and stuff that didn't see them full strength in week 18, a week, whatever it was, when they, when they got blown out? Like, maybe just, uh, this is only two weeks out, so it's different in the middle of the season. Play them. But you know what? I think in, uh, I think he wanted them. He, he knows his team cannot match up with that team, Dable. I think he was scared that they were going to get beat up then and lose that confidence because, look, they they blew out the Colts who sucked, right? Then they gave him, like, a week off. Then he probably figured that defense sucks with the Vikings. We have a good chance to even just stay in the game and have a good competitive game and, and they'll probably even win it, this and that. But they did not want – he didn't want that confidence level to be – if they got blown out 38-7 in Week 18. To ruin their momentum going into the postseason. Maybe, maybe it would have ruined their momentum even playing the Vikings. Maybe they would have even got right. to this game. So that's what he looked at it like. But yeah, and it worked. I, it but, worked for the Vikings game. But yeah. I do think, Chris, and as always, thank you for the call. I appreciate you checking in. I do think that it could have worked to their advantage – and we'll never know this. I mean, everybody's saying, oh, no, you got to rest your starters, rest your starters. Yeah, that could be great. But what if the Giants played their starters? And what if they beat the Eagles Week 18? Then how would you have felt about going into the postseason? And how would you have felt about going into that Eagles matchup? Would have been even more confident. And... True confidence is different than having some confidence. You know, you could beat the Colts, you could beat the Vikings, but you know going in, uh uh-oh, this is going to be a tough one against Philadelphia. Had they beaten them in Week 18, regardless of the circumstances, Jalen Hurts played. Had they beaten him in Week 18, maybe it would have felt a little differently. Anyway, we'll never know. It's all hypothetical. Kevin is calling from Brantford, Connecticut. What's up, Kev? Sal, great show tonight, brother. Thank you, Kevin. How are you? Good morning. You know, I'm 65 years old. I've been watching this for 53 years now. Nah, I like, feel your really pain. Watched I'm it. sorry. And what I don't, I think all of us are in this denial. It's changed, man. Like, Dallas and, and the Raiders dominated for years, man. Now they're lousy organizations. They're head cases, Sal. I mean, they're not what they used to be, man. I guarantee you Mahomes and, and Burroughs, are going to be like Brady and Manning, man. This is going to go on for a while, Sal. Agreed. I don't see a... You. And now anything anything could happen year to year, but I don't see a path in the AFC that avoids Mahomes and or Burrow 
for the foreseeable future. But Sal, I really want your opinion on this. I can't believe there's more calls. Tell me they're not losing their mind up in Buffalo right now. Management. Management. Well, what do you mean? About what? Because they're worse than they were last year, Sal. Right. That team's not getting better. Well, I mean, and Allen, thought, now you're going to have to, as Fleegs was saying earlier, they're gonna, the option's going to kick in on Allen, so now they have to pay him, which means he's going to be able to oh do God, less so elsewhere. Scary, brother. And I tell you, the thing about Philadelphia, they don't have to pay Hurts yet, bro. That organization's got it together right now, man. Philly's for real. Look, it could be worse for Buffalo, but you feel like you missed, I don't want to say missed the window. I think the window's closing, bro. Yeah, I know, but. And he's for not. Okay. You know, and, and let me throw this one by. And I, I'm not. I'm not in fantasy land. I'm, this is not going to happen. But you and I both know if you put Aaron Rodgers on Dallas right now, they'd win the Super Bowl next year, probably, bro. Yeah, I would like but that upgrade. How if, they if got married? To, you know, Prescott and Prescott, Jones, Cousins, Carr. Now, you and I both know they're all the same, brother. Right. They're well, all the same. No, they're not going to take you there. And the real tragedy, and this is another one because you're a football guy, isn't it a shame Herbert is going to be just like the, the kid who rotted in Indianapolis? Man, Herbert's going to rot out there, bro. That organization never goes anywhere. <laughs> He's phenomenal. You're funny, Kevin. Thank you for the call. I appreciate checking in. I'm not going to put Herbert in that class of the top guys, he's he's not Burrow, he's not Mahomes, but he does have, to your point, a dumb head coach. The Chargers historically, continually screw things up. I mean, that's just what they do. They have good teams, they have talented teams, teams that get to the postseason, they find ways to lose. It's Marty Schottenheimer, Norv Turner, uh, you name it. It's the same old stuff with the Chargers. doesn't matter who the head coach is. It's the same stuff with them. Every year. New uniforms, new city, new coach, same result. Always disappoint. Herbert's a stud, but until they get a coach and build a real team around him, what good is it going to be? And by the way, I mean, like I was saying before, Andy Reid and Mahomes, they're not going anywhere. Chiefs are in this thing every year now. You can be a dynasty without winning multiple Super Bowls. Chiefs have become an AFC dynasty. And the Bengals are on the cusp of that or in the midst of the early stages of that. Obviously, the Chiefs already have their one Super Bowl. Bengals fell short last year, but, I mean, these teams aren't going anywhere. It's going to take some luck to get by them in the NFC, in the AFC. Whether it's the Chargers, whether it's the Jaguars, you know, the Ravens maybe. I don't think anybody in the East is going to compete with them for a while. Because if Buffalo takes a little step back, the other teams aren't ready to step up. Now, again, any given Sunday, anything could happen. But, man, looking at it now, that is a daunting task. Looking at the landscape of the AFC, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, NFC doesn't have that. Yeah, Jalen Hurts has been great. 
Look at the rest of the NFC. And even Hurts, like, he's great. He's not at Mahomes' borough level yet. Giants, that's one good thing if you're a Giant fan. There's a path there. The NFC North stinks. NFC South stinks. And the NFC West, it's basically the Niners. And the Seahawks are okay, but they don't have a quarterback. Where's the quarterback situation in the NFC that makes you go, wow, that's going to be tough? I mean, what, Justin Fields? I mean, where is it? And right now, I'll do this real quick before we take a quick break and then get back to your calls, 877-337-6666. Where would you rank Daniel Jones amongst NFC quarterbacks? I mean, if I have him ahead of Dak, he's number two in their division. I'd rather have Daniel Jones. Yeah, Justin Fields is a tough one. I like Fields, but I don't love Fields yet. I think he's got... Now, he's better at Jones than running the football, but I think Jones is better in the air. And Fields is another guy who's been hurt. I'm throwing Rodgers out of the mix at this point. We we know what he is. And the Packers obviously have proven that they could be beat even with Rodgers at this point. You know, Brady, a free agent, so the Bucs have no idea. Carolina... New Orleans. I mean, you're talking about no quarterbacks here. Atlanta, Seattle, Kyler Murray, a banged up Stafford. Like, there are, look at it. (laughs) You could argue Daniel Jones is two or three in the NFC right now. Remarkable. And it takes the knee of the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots 17 to 14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Seven three three seven sixty six sixty six is the number to call. Going on five a.m. the warm up show with Al and Jerry, talking mostly Giants, but we'll take your calls on whatever it is that's on your mind. You know, you got baseball season. Uh, I think it's like what sixty five days away from opening day or something like that. Pitchers and catchers reporting in a few weeks, which is hard to even fathom. Where you look at the calendar now. Moving right along, it just feels like yeah, we just Christmas was a month ago. I mean, that's hard to believe that's already a month into the new year. And before you know it, like I said, pitchers and catchers. I think they report. I don't. I don't know if it's the week after the Super Bowl, a day or two after the Super Bowl, but guys start to go down within the next couple of weeks. I mean, next week already February first, so we start getting warm about that. Pitchers and catchers. Then you have spring training, March Madness, and away we go. Dylan is calling from Texas. Good morning, Dylan. Hey, good morning, Sal. How are you doing? Good. How are you, sir? Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for making it. What's up? Before I get to my point, Sal, uh, when I saw Matt Ryan on the CBS pregame show this week, I instantly thought of you, brother. Did you see that? Thank you, Dylan. I didn't even know he was going to be on. And then I get a text from actually JJ texting me, 
oh, uh, something like Matty Ice. I was like, what happened? Is he on the pregame? And immediately I flipped it over. CBS has never looked better than the Iceman sitting right next to Boomer. I wonder if Boomer knows how Matty Ice smelled. <laughs> I just got to say, he, he was phenomenal. He's definitely got a future in uh, broadcasting. Yeah, I, I do think he's got a future if he wants to go that way. Uh, I was happy to see him. My initial thought was, oh, my God, it's Matty Ice. I love it. My second thought was, I got to get him on the show. You want to do some broadcasting? Come on. Let me tape an interview with Matty Ice. <laughs> That'd be electric. Now, Sal. You better believe I it. Talk to you, I want to talk to you about Aaron Judge and the news that broke about him getting the keys to New York City. You know, since he was at the Garden Tonight, Jimmy Fallon show and all that. Mm-hmm. So, Sal, let me ask you an honest question. What has Aaron Judge done for the city of New York? Uh, I mean, the AL home run record. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're the going... judges' chambers at Yankee Stadium. Look, he's got to not only win a World Series at the very least, get to a World Series like like now. He's got to get to a World Series and then win one. So, I mean, I get your point. He hasn't won anything. No, and Sal, you're 100 percent right. And you know what? I'm happy for him. You know, MVP, the six two homers. But look. Yankees and their fans for the past 12 years, they've fallen in love with mediocrity. All right? They haven't won the pennant since 2009. Houston's embarrassed them over the past six years. And Aaron Judge has a whopping 211 postseason batting average. And we're talking about him getting the keys to New York City. What do you think George Steinbrenner is doing in his grave right now? He's mm. doing the electric slide. They <laughs> oh, had the nerve, they had the nerve yeah. to storm 161st Street and say, we want Houston after going five games with the offensively challenged Guardians. Yeah, look, I mean, there's no other way to put it. And I think you're on to something, Dylan, where you talk about, we all know about the Yankees' failures or struggles in the postseason, specifically against the Astros. But I do think it's an interesting point about Judge, who is being treated like Derek Jeter, like the Yankee legends that have won, that have been part of championship teams. Judge has been a star player, and last year had a ridiculous historical season, and he's being treated as such, but it has nothing to do with the team's success because, by and large, the Yankees have failed with Aaron Judge being the face of their franchise. They haven't gotten to a World Series. No, 100%. And, Sal, you know what? Here's something for you. Derek Jeter was an award captain after four World Series titles, not till after the fourth. Right. And Judge, so, yeah, you well, know what? You know, look, he's not, and, and Dylan, as always, thank you for the call. I appreciate checking in. It's weird for me. You know, we were doing this uh, this game on SNY last week called Guess Who, where, like, you see a name pop up, and you have to give the clue to who it is, and the other person guessed it. And Derek Jeter's name popped up. And I go, Yankee captain. And the person who was guessing right away said Aaron Judge. In my mind... There's only one Yankee captain in recent memory. I mean, obviously, Donnie Baseball, whatever you want to go down those roads, the the history of it. But for me, it's Jeter. He's the captain. The captain. Not even Yankee captain or legendary. He's the captain. And it's weird that Judge is going to be named a captain. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Like, really, to me, it doesn't mean anything captaincy like whatever it's a great honor for the player why would the fans care about it I never did but Jeter was special Messier special 
No, I don't look at David Wright being named the Mets captain as a big deal. Aaron Judge, to me, without winning a World Series, I have a hard, especially if you wear a Yankee uniform, I have a hard time treating it as if it is equal to Derek Jeter's captaincy. Or, you know, just Derek Jeter being a great Yankee. Judges right now, Aaron Judge is going to be known for being a great Yankee on teams that didn't get the job done, didn't get a World Series. Hey, do we know, Fleegs, maybe you could help me with this, or Marco, I don't know if you guys knew about this. What happened? Do we get word on that sign, the Francesa sign? Do we have any idea who took it? I have not heard anything. I don't know. Where is it, dude? Like, this is disrespectful. I don't know. Don't we got to do something about that? Come on, it's Mike. It's the legend. He's still making news, by the way. Podcast. Did you see he had a problem with the Giants saying that... uh, I forget the exact word that he used, but there's no other way to put it with this ending to the season. It was disappointment. Uh, Yeah, I think it was worse than that. It was basically like the season was like a waste, which is... Yeah, that's a bit of a... failure, dog. Yeah, that's that's over the top. But anyway, regardless of that, dude, like, we're we're looking at the studio. You can't see it, so I'm going to try to paint the picture. It is a glass door... When you enter the studio, partially glass door, you know, the big piece in the middle, it's all glass. Mm-hmm. When you walk into the studio, there are three black strips on top of the glass window that are supposed to be holding the Mike Francesa studio sign. And it's not. And somebody mentioned it last week. There was another one there, yeah. There was one here? Yeah, on that wall. What? There was two? Yeah, right, Fleeks? Back me up on this one. I thought that one had been removed a while ago for TV. But that was there, though, correct? Yeah, but I think it's been gone for a long time. Okay. Right, well, so it could have been gone during the COVID one. I didn't even realize, yeah. it should. I didn't even know that there was one there. It should have been... I understand it's got to be moved for... Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, it, actually, you know what? It doesn't even. Well, I mean, I get it if you're talking about TV. They yeah, if they stuff, didn't okay. want it, whatever. Yeah, for whatever All reason. Right, that's fair. But you could move it to one of the other sides, and nobody would ever see it. Yeah. Or just put, like, a bit, like... Dude, I don't I come uh, on, the game 30 years or more. I don't even remember. Number one. Yeah, I don't put the sign up. And last week they were saying somebody took it. Did we have this conversation? Fleegs and I had it, right? You and I talked about this. I Fleegs? was not involved. Yeah, in Marco this. wasn't here. Somebody like they're saying somebody stole the sign. I don't know. I mean, if that's the case, then I hope Mike's got it in his basement. Um no, well, but I don't I don't, think Mike necessarily cares. Probably... I don't think he cares at all. But I don't no, I don't know. I know the one. For Chernoff in the newsroom is there because the I see it when I walk in. I was just going to say the summer's break room not only has the plaque but it has his picture, picture which I love. There. I love mm. seeing Steve every time I go okay. in there. But it's no, such a great picture because it's so typical Steve. The only thing I can think of: Did you check the first production studio? Because well, we have throw all the crap on the well, floor. Well, because we there. got cutouts from you know. Yeah, I know. Oh, by the way, when am I getting a cutout? They used to do that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it's not a budget. The full-time host has the. Uh, oh, I'll pay for it myself. I don't care. I want one. <laughs> Those cutouts have been here, I think, longer Ten than years, I have. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, that cutout with Joe Beningo is probably when he was like 45 years old. I think that might have been cutout. when Joe and Evan started. <laughs> That's right. There's no Geo in there. Right. right that, no. Those cutouts might be, at the latest, if they're not from 2007 with the new lineup, the latest they would be is from like 2009 when the studio switch time, happened. Time well, for a refresher. That makes sense for your cutout. I don't think we ever got a JJ cutout. He was oh, here right, for like a decade. Right. He missed it. Right. Ever, yeah. Dude, this week is going to be 20 years for me. 
Friday. Wow. Friday will be 20 years since the day I first walked into the building as an intern. Day after Bucks Raiders Super Bowl, January 27th, 2003. Can you believe <laughs> wow. that? Wow. That's impressive. I 20 years. Know, I didn't know the exact date. Well, it's easy to look up if it's after well, a Super Bowl. Exactly. Right, yeah. I, I, I remembered it was after the Bucks Raiders Super Bowl. 20 years. Now, wow. there have been some comings and goings along the way. Nah, forget that. No, nah, I mean, it happened. I'm, I'm, one time they kicked me out. The other time I left on my own to go down to the minors and work on my craft. And here I am. But still, 20 years ago. Dude, that's a long Yeah, it is. I don't even, in my mind, I'm like, what am I, like 27 still? <laughs> I'm an old man. How did I become the old guy? Yeah, you get caught up in that stuff. You got to embrace that. I don't want to be old. Well, nobody wants to be old. That is what it is. You're experienced. You got knowledge. 20 years. I started as a 23-year-old kid. WFAN has been a part of my life one way or another. Well, before that, of course, as a listener. Right, right, right. But like, that was all of us. Yeah. Right, but like working here in the building. And obviously it wasn't this building. It was back in the the good old days at Astoria. You you were never I was going to say, I've been here over a decade, a little over a decade. Well, right around 10 years. And no, I wasn't here for Astoria. I missed it. That's the one thing I will say. I missed. There's two things. I never saw the old studios in a story, which right. I really wish I would have seen. Yeah, I've got pictures. And I never worked with Dog. That's the only person Ever? that I missed. No, I met him once, but I've oh, never right. so worked with Dog. So when did he leave? 2009 or 7? I always uh, get that mixed up. I want to say it was 8, right? Okay, dude, there you go. Right, Missed him by... Shouldn't you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. I lived it, unfortunately. I, I just I missed left. him by a couple years. Yeah, man. Yeah, those are the good days. 20 years. 20 Please, years. how long have you been here for? Uh, this is 20, uh, 10 as like a employee and then 11 if you include intern and yeah. picking up holiday shifts. Yeah, I would include intern. Right, so See, I never did that. That's why I, I came here the hard way. If you were an intern, I think you got to count that. First day you Absolutely. walked into the building. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. I mean, you could I, put it this way. I remember my first day as an intern. If you ask me the day that I got hired part-time or full-time, I don't recall. I mean, I know I was hired out of my internship, so I could guess a month, but I have no idea. Like, you know, it was June of whatever or, yeah, or July yeah, yeah. of that well, same year. Yeah. I mean, mine just happened. I, I, don't, I don't know what the date was, the full time. But I remember coming in the building, you know, when I had to meet Eric Spitz and get the interview when I was getting hired for the network. I think back sometimes because I remember telling my mom, like, oh, yeah, you know, like Joe Beningo said my name on the overnight shift or whatever, and, like being so excited and thinking that, oh, yeah, well, maybe one day I could host a show or and just thinking like this, but that's way down the road. Like if I knew that it would have taken nearly 20 years to become the full-time overnight host. Like, but I've stuck it out. That's a long road. You don't think about it when you're going through it. You just do it, right, each day. 20 years, if somebody were to tell me, the intern me, Sal, I got news for you. (laughs) You're going to be the full-time overnight host, but it's going to be in 20 years. I'd be like, what? (laughs) 20 years? Although back then I would have been like, what are you kidding me? Full-time overnight host? Sign me up. You also had enough experience working in fields that aren't this to know, I don't want to do that. Yeah, well, that is true. You're talking about a kid from was going, I, I, this was not at a college internship. This was at a Home Depot internship. Matter of fact, I was still working at Home Depot at the time I got the internship. And I used to have to remember, you know, like Home Depot has these uh, the cashier lights. You flip mm-hmm, them on. Oh, I was mm-hmm. a cashier. So I used to go like I used to get a call from Scazzeri, hey, somebody's out. I need you to come run the board for Mike and the Mad Dog today. I shut my light off, <laughs> took my apron off, went over to the girl who made this game and said, hey, I'm I'm leaving. Like, what do you mean? You're leaving? You can't just you can't just shut your light off and go home. I go, I'm going to work on Mike and the Mad Dog. 
I don't care what the rules are here. I don't care how bad the line is. I don't care what you <laughs> or the manager say. I'm out. Figure it out. Fire me. Yeah, yeah, Fire exactly. me. Exactly. You know what? I mean. They never did. For years, I was such a good employee. <laughs> I used to do everything they said. And then after I started getting shifts here, like, what did you think I was going to do? Turn down a shift on Mike and the Mad Dog or WFN to work at Home Depot? They never did anything. Of course they didn't. It was great. I was like, this is like a call and sick whenever I want. Show up late. You talk about 20 years. That's the stuff I wish I would have knew when I worked in the supermarket for all those years. And you, you were picking up every shift and you were afraid to do whatever. They don't care. Right. You right. had another job? They don't care. Worried to call in yeah, sick? Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> right? I was working 26-hour days. They didn't care. Lesson, <laughs> lesson, lesson learned here. There is, now, one, there is one major retailer that I can tell you cares about that stuff. Unfortunately, I know from experience and my time ending there, Target. They oh, do care. You got canned? Aha. Uh-huh. I didn't get canned. I was not, I, not enough time between leave of absences, so they're like, you're going to be non-rehirable. I said, well, I got an internship doing play-by-play for a baseball team, so yeah. see, see you yeah, later. I really don't care. Oh, such a great feeling no, knowing, like, horrible. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'll find another one. Thank you. Yeah, and, and then, you know. Yeah, keep you, your made-up word, <laughs> non-rehirable. Right. Lesson learned here, uh, kids. Give it your all when you're at a supermarket or Home Depot. No, but uh, value things. I remember I used to try to call in sick to go to games and stuff like that. Imagine, like, feeling guilty to turn down a, a game that means something, a playoff game, because i got to work this crappy shift at Home Depot. Like, I get that you need a job. But still, like looking back, you think I regret calling in sick to go to, uh, you know, opening day, which I did? Or would I look back and say, man, I am kicking myself because I worked that eight hour shift at Home Depot and didn't go to opening day? You're talking to the wrong idiot. I did not go, I didn't call out. I would do this. We were closed on the overnights. We had a grocery overnight. Yeah. I used to go and do, I was in produce, I used to work in the overnight. To make up the shift that I had missed while I was at work from an- I'm You're not kidding insane. you when I tell you I would work like 24, 25, 26 hours in a row just to make up the work because I would always get the shift. Great work ethic. Dumb. But yeah, I know. <laughs> and then I applied that great work ethic after I, you know, forget Home Depot, but here it was like, I'm never missing a day. I don't care what it is. I'll never call in sick and took pride in making every shift. And now, 20 years later, this place has become like Home Depot. People can call and take all they want. Nobody cares. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> right. Full circle. All right, let's get you updated. 877-337. Who's on tape tonight? I don't know. Cold out sick. Where's McKean? I don't know. Cold out sick. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 